Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we are back on the Believe in the Jets podcast. I am your host, Andrew Golden of Jets X Factor. I got my co-host, Lamont Jordan, former Jet running back with me. Guys, we are going to here to break down the last game of the season for the New York Jets, a sad loss to the Buffalo Bills with not many of their healthy players in the game. And then after that, we're going to have some fun, go through the entire playoff, break down the whole bracket, give our predictions for every game all the way up to the Super Bowl, including the winner of the Super Bowl. First things first, as always, Lamont, how are we feeling on this fine Thursday night? I'm pretty good. It's uh, you know, this East Coast, we're getting hammered. I mean, this, yeah. this past week or two, it's it's been it's been kind of rough out there. That hawk is out there, but um it's 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 that playoff football is in the air and I'm feeling good, ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's not waste too much time. Let's get into this Jets game here. Uh Jets finished with eight net passing yards. Uh their 53 total yards of offense were the worst output in team history. Um, uh, this was not a pretty game by any stretch. But I think it's an, an, a real testament to not only the coaching staff, but this team and Zach Wilson more than anybody else, that despite this being quite literally the worst offensive performance in team history, I don't think any of us were disper- uh, discouraged by it. I don't think any yeah. of us really were are sitting here being like we had issues or, <laughs> or I saw things that from this offense putting out 53 total yards to where I'm going, we have a five alarm fire. You know, Zach Wilson did everything he could against in my opinion, probably the best defense in the NFL with no one on offense around him. He didn't make any mistakes. Uh, He made a play in a really tight window throw for their only touchdown to Keelan Cole, which was a bullet to beat a a one robber coverage with the safety coming down. And he just gunned it in there. Um, Perfect location, perfect accuracy, perfect timing. You know, he did what he could. The offensive line was clearly not all there. We saw Fant get hurt. Uh, That clearly had an impact, but Overall, I think this is to end the season. This is not how you would have wanted things to end, but you got to have encouragement for the future and you got to be expecting Zach Wilson to come into 2022. All cylinders going full stop. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, just sitting there watching the game. I'm I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, you know, if the Jets can just do anything on offense, they may be able to squeak away with the victory here. Um, But with that said, um, it's just one point that I look at, and we go back to the offense. 303 left at the end of the first half. Buffalo punts to the Jets. Jets are working their way backwards. They had a chance right there to go in at half, either tie if they can make a field goal or with the lead, and they can score a touchdown in that situation. Um, I think the thing that I take away from that game is when I look at how that defense played. I look at how that defense played. You know, we talked last week, couldn't let the run game get going. First drive of the games, uh, they allowed a run game to get going, which allowed Buffalo to shift field position. But, you know, as we move forward to next year, well, not just next year, as we move forward to this offseason, you have to be excited about the Jets. I, I mean, you know, if you're a fan, because of what the defense did, Offense, hey, it is what it is. Like you said, defense, yeah. Buffalo's defense, you, in your opinion, they're one of the best. They're the best in the league. Um, you if they're know, they're not one, they're two. If then I agree with that. If they're not one, they're two. Um, but to see what the Jets defense was able to do against that offense, I mean, uh, against the Bills offense, you know, we talked about it on the show. We didn't know what type of weather we were going to get. 
You know, we were expecting maybe some bad weather. I said bad weather, you know, maybe the game could be close and under. If not, I just think that Buffalo is just going to blow the Jets out. And quite frankly, I, they didn't blow them out. You know, so I'm inspired coming into this offseason, looking at what the defense did against that high-powered uh, Bills offense. Yeah, yeah, no, they really didn't blow them out. It, it took a, a late score at the end of the game from the Bills to to hit the spread by a half point. I'm sure you were happy about that with your bet of the yeah. week with Buffalo minus 16 and a half. But <laughs> no, this was not uh, this was not a blowout at all. And I do want to give some credit to that defense. I will say they still can't pass rush, and I think that is going to be the main focus of the offseason. And Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have said it themselves that the trenches have not been good enough and they have invested there already, but they want to be the best. That's where they value. And I agree. So first and foremost, going to need to beef up the defensive line. But what we talked about last week, where the last point I had for this game, judging the coaching staff, judging what they do, do they run similar situations? You just got scorched by this team earlier in the year. You know, they were saying that the coaches themselves were saying, we got scorched. We got to be better. We got to do things differently. And I said, what are you going to do with Stefan Diggs? Are you going to let Bryce Hall travel? Are you going to bracket him? Uh, they did neither. And they did the most surprising thing that I didn't expect. And I will give them credit because eventually it worked. You know who traveled with Stefan Diggs? Brandon Eccles. Yes. He traveled with Stefan Diggs as a sixth round rookie in his last game of his rookie season. And Stefan Diggs disappeared in the second quarter he came out early and he got his shots in and it looked like this was going to be the same old story of here we go again Stefan Diggs on Eccles all day can't expect any more out of Eccles in that situation going against an all pro you know what Brandon Eccles didn't back down yeah Stefan Diggs is not a factor for a handful of those drives where the Jets were able to force punts for the Bills offense and you got I'm giving him a lot of credit I'm giving Brandon Eccles all the credit in the world for not backing down and, and facing a tough challenge again after losing the first matchup. Quite frankly, he got beat and you should expect Stefan Diggs to beat a sixth round rookie, mm -hmm. but he came back fire in this game. I thought it was a lot of encouragement. The jets should be excited. Uh, they, they really should end point here. Looking into the season, we know for a fact that neither coordinator is being let go of their roles. So we don't have to worry about anything about that. I know there were some people speculating on whether maybe Mike Zimmer, since he's now not the, the Vikings head coach, would be brought in or something along that lines. Robert Sala is not panicking at all. He has no quill issues with his staff. Doesn't sound like there's going to be any changes whatsoever. And you know what? I think that's a good thing because you need some continuity on this team. The Even in between seasons most of the time with the same head coach, the Jets have had coordinator changes and, and a bunch of different issues. Continuity is going to be really big. The Jets know what they're doing. They're building something that's going to last. They're not trying to build a flash in the pan. They're not trying to win just 2022. They're trying to build a winner for years and years to come. And I think that we've seen that this staff, uh, and specifically Robert Sala as a head coach, is at the very least, his players are going to fight like hell for him. His yes. teams are never going to back down of a game. They're never going to view any opponent as too big of a challenge. And you're going to have guys that care about winning that, mm -hmm. that it's, they are not happy with where they are, but they haven't quit and they haven't let it, let it show on any of their faces. I'm excited going into next year. I think everybody should be like you said. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and to and my last point with Eccles, um, as I was watching that game, I mean, let's think about it. A great throw by by Allen, okay? Great catch by Diggs in the end zone, all right? I believe that was on third down. 
Yep. All right. And and we're, we're talking about a closer game. We're talking about the score. They were down 13 to 7 at halftime. And if I'm Echoes, listen, when you talk about being a rookie and then you go into the offseason, what better situation for him as a sixth-round draft pick to finish the season traveling with Stefan Diggs? The film that he's going to get on himself yep. playing against one of the top, in my opinion, a top five wide receiver in the league. Easily. The film that he's going to get on that top five receiver that he's going to have to see twice a year as long as he's with the Jets. You have to be inspired. I love what I saw from him. And again, I'm going to finish with this. I love what I saw from the defense. I love the fact that he's just that no panic. You know, this is where we are. We see where we are now. Um, they, they have an opportunity to coach at the senior bowl. You're coming into this off season. I, I think after that last game, you come into the off season feeling pretty good about yourself. Yes. Offense didn't do well, but at the end of the day, that team went out there and they fought to try to get a victory. And as a fan, that's something that you want to see. So my hat goes off to the coaching staff and for the players for coming out there in December, last yep. game of the season in Buffalo and and not just trying to get to the sideline to get by the heaters. Those guys were out there playing. So <clears throat> my hat goes off to the Jets this year. 100%. 2021 did not end how many of us would have hoped, but for a building block in the first year of a new regime of a team that was, let's be honest, destroyed by poor drafts and poor coaching for a handful of years before this, this was not going to be an overnight fix. And I think the Jets got a good foundation laid down after this first year to keep building, head into the future and get better and better. Let's get into the playoffs here. This is the meat and potatoes of this episode. This is where the fun's going to be. We'll start things off. Uh, first uh, round of games going to be the wild card games. We'll start with the AFC here. Uh, first matchup I have between the second seed Chiefs and the seventh seed Pittsburgh Steelers, who barely snuck into the playoffs with the hilarity of the Raiders Chargers game. Um I don't think anyone's expecting any different. I have the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, it is an arrowhead. That always makes things tough. I feel like Patrick Mahomes turns into a different human being in the playoffs uh, compared to the regular season sometimes. And the Chiefs do their classic. They start hot, then they lull, and everyone goes, oh, the Chiefs are done. And then they rattle off like six wins to finish off the year. And, and you know, they end up as the two seed. So I'm not going to get too much into weight too long into this game. Uh, I think the chiefs are going to win. I'm not expecting it to be particularly close. Uh, I think they will be ready to go heading into Tennessee the next week in the divisional to try and take down the number one seed Titans. Lamont, what you got for the first game? Uh, for the first game, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I said, Hey, is there a chance that we can see big Ben, the old big Ben one last time? Cause that's the only shot that the Steelers have. Yep. I don't think that this game will be a blowout. I think the I think the Steelers defense can keep this game close. What this game is going to come down to is is the Steelers offense going to be able to shift field position and put points on the board. Um, I'm going to say that they're not. So I'm going to go along with you, and I'm just going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I think that is that is definitely the answer. The Steelers defense is no joke. T.J. Watt is no joke. Uh, Cam Hayward is no joke. You know, they got Joe Hayden still out there balling at corner at like 30 plus one of the few 30 plus quarters in the NFL and still can't believe he just gets like five picks a year and no one says anything about it. Um, but yeah, no, the Steelers defense is good, but will they be able to do enough offensively to keep up? And it not many, many teams, period, can do enough offensively to keep up with the Chiefs. I don't know if this Steelers team can either. 
Uh, next game, we got the three seed Bills and the six seed Patriots. This is going to be where some controversy begins on our show. So Lamont and I feel different about this game. I have the Bills winning this game. Um, I think that the Bills offense, uh, even though we did just see them have their issues against the Jets, like I said last week, that was playoff practice. Well, they mm-hmm. found out their kinks now. Now they have the film of what they did wrong. And they won by 17 points, and I don't think the Bills are satisfied. So I'm expecting them to be firing on all cylinders. I know the Patriots are still a good team. Belichick is still Belichick. And, you know, all of that is there. And we did see what how the Pats and Bills have played earlier in the season. But there is one thing I know about the Buffalo Bills. And the one thing I know about Sean McDermott is that he rarely makes the same mistake twice. And so I expect the Bills to come out uh, firing on all cylinders. They are also incredibly healthy. They're one of the healthiest teams in the NFL. They have like three total players on their injury list period. Uh, and one of those is Trey white. who was out for the year for weeks. The other two were backups. So this is a team that's ready to go. I'm expecting big things from the Buffalo bills. Well, you are absolutely right. This is where things can kind of get out of control for us. Um, let me start by saying that Coming into the season, I had the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. All right. Um, but looking at this game, first game, weather. It was all about situational football. And I don't think there's a coach in the National Football League that when it comes to situational football is going to outcoach Bill Belichick. And we saw that in the very first game. And the second game, weather conditions allow for, for I would say, an even playing field. Okay. And what we saw was what Buffalo's game plan was against the Patriots. All right. Bill Belichick, you just showed Bill Belichick basically what your game plan is. I think that when I look at what the Jets defense was able to do against Buffalo, and let's let's remember Buffalo was playing for something. All right, they were playing for the title. So it's not like they were just going out there laying down. Buffalo, in my opinion, they 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 were in a fight against the Jets. I don't think that the Bills' defense is going to shut down the Patriots' offense the way they did the Jets. I think I also know that coming into this game that there's going to be some cold weather. And in the month of January, and when you're talking about playoff football, all right, the team that is able to run the ball is the team that has the advantage. Buffalo, in my opinion, has one of the worst run games in the National Football League. I think their run game is non-existent. With the exception of that one long run on the first drive of the game, the Jets' defense practically shut down the the, the Bills' run offense. All right, um, I'm taking the I'm taking the Pats in this game. I think that it's going to be some weather there. I, I know that it's going to be cold. I know as a running back that in cold weather, especially once you get to the secondary, they want no part of tackling. The Patriots have big backs that like to get downhill. And when you talk about run scheme-wise, okay, I played in the system. The Patriots have one of the best run schemes in the National Football League. Hands down, I'm putting them in the top three when it comes to run schemes. And I think they showed I don't disagree with that at all. And I think they showed that against Buffalo in the first game. So with that said, my only concern for the Pats in this game is this. If the Bills decide to feature the read option, I think that that can provide, that can present a huge problem for the New England Patriots. With that said, even if they do, 
I think that Bill Belichick and his staff will have his team ready. I think that this will be a close game, but I'm taking the Pats to win this game. Yeah, it's it's close. Betting against Bill Belichick is never one of the things that I would recommend people do, and I'm not listening to my own advice right now. Um, <laughs> but I I get and I get everything what you're saying, and for me, this was the deciding factor: Mac Jones versus Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. When things break down, when all hell breaks loose. And it's playoff football when you got to go make a play. I'm going to have a harder time defending Josh Allen than I'm going to have defending Mac Jones. And I'm starting to get to the point with Josh Allen where I think he's borderline unstoppable. Because at the very worst, he's going to run out of a sack for three yards of play. Mm -hmm. And you get three yards of play, you're practically converting every every down. So I'm. I don't know how you stop them. And I really think that the Patriots with their defensive structure, they are always very, very sound and in tune, but a guy like Josh Allen can ruin your structure really quick. And I don't know if things get out of hand where if the bills get to a lead, can Mac Jones lead them back instead of just their running game. But we'll see. This is, I think this is the best game of the opening weekend. First and foremost. Yes. Like, yes, I listen. I agree on with both you. Sides. I agree with you on that. Here's something that with this game that we have to take into account. All right, I'm taking special teams into account. That's if true. Buffalo's punter has another game like he did against the Jets, the Bills are definitely going to lose this game. You cannot give Bill a Bill Belichick offense. I don't care who the quarterback is. You cannot consistently give them that type of field position and think that you're going to going to come away with the victory. I think that the Bills are more prone to making more mistakes than the Patriots are. And I think that that is something that that could be their downfall. Another thing is, as you watch this game, pay attention. You you brought this up about Josh Allen being able to break tackles and get around the corner for three yards. I'm really interested in seeing how many times Josh Allen is able to get out to his right and how many times the Patriots are going to force him to roll to his left. I think that that's going to be a critical point in this game is when Josh Allen starts to just things start to break down and he wants to use his legs. And we talked about this with the uh, Bills Jets game. We're always talked about do not allow that quarterback to turn that corner. You want him to keep going backwards and throwing off his back foot. I think the Patriots are going to get that job done. And like I said, for this game, I'm definitely taking the pats. I agree with you. I think that this is the game of the weekend. And I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I'm really excited to watch this one. Uh, we could spend all day breaking down this one, but we yeah. got the whole rest <laughs> of the playoffs to get to. So let's move on here. Last game in the AFC wild card, number four Bengals against the number five Raiders. I am going to take the Bengals in this uh, in this situation. Um, I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. I think he is on fire right now. Um, I think that the weapons that they have, I don't know if the Raiders defense can can keep up. And I like Derek Carr. I like their offense. I think Derek Carr is better than a lot of people give him credit for, including myself a lot of the time, to be honest. But I don't know if they can keep up as a unit with the Bengals offense. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think this is just going to be an offensive shootout. You know what? I I, I agree with you. Um, This game, I I went back and forth on this game. You know, when I left New York, when I left New York, um, once I finished my contract in New York, you know, I signed with the Raiders. Yep. Um, we all know that, that the great John Madden passed away recently. 
And and I really with the Raiders getting Darren Waller back, Waller back, uh, you know, that that's a piece that was missing for a couple of weeks. Um, but this game is in Cincinnati. Game is not in a in, in in a comfortable environment. Yes, the Raiders are used to going into Kansas City. I understand that, um, but I think that weather's going to play a factor in this game. I agree with you as far as the weapons are concerned. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. I, I'm I'm with you on this. I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. Um, I don't know what the spread is on this game, but it would not surprise me one bit. If if Cincinnati actually, because I believe Cincinnati is the favorite, wouldn't they surprise me if if Cincinnati cover. I think Cincinnati is going to cover the spread, not just beat the Raiders. I think that they're going to cover the spread. I think so too. I think so too. Not knowing what the spread is either, off the top of my head as well. <laughs> but I would I would bet that it's a playoff game. It's the four, the five seed. I can't imagine it's any more than seven, and I think they win by at least seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, let's get to the NFC side. First game, we got the two-seed Bucks and the seven-seed Eagles. Uh, Tom Brady's Buccaneers against Jalen Hurts's Eagles. Um, there's no question who I'm taking in this game. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, you get that man in the playoffs, and he turns into somebody else. Like I said about Patrick Mahomes, Brady was first, and he's still doing it. So mm-hmm. until I see any evidence otherwise to think that Tom Brady is not still Tom Brady, I'm going to think that he's going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be at least past the wild card week. Uh, plus I think the Buccaneers defense is good enough that they are going to be a problem for any team they go against. And Brady is not going to have to do everything by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, talking to some people here, there are a lot of people or a number of people, I should say, who believe that the Eagles will win this game. They are sold out on the fact that the Eagles run game is so good that they're going to beat the Bucs. I know that Davis is out, which is a huge loss for the Bucs. All right. Um, and I know that the Bucs defense has not played well down the stretch. All right. Um, my concerns for this game is you are without Leonard Fournette, who is a major, major, major piece of what they do offensively. Um, I think that I feel like Ronald Jones is, I don't want to say he's in the doghouse, but I feel like he's in the doghouse. And that running back Vaughn is the running back. I believe that they're going to feature. I just think that he's able to give the bucks more. Um, And then in this game, you have a lot of young wide receivers for the bucks that with Antonio Brown being out with Mike Evans, still uh, nursing a hamstring that are going to get some significant playing time in this game. For me, it's very simple. I'm going the bucks. I think that this is going to be a scrimmage for the Bucs, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if you look up and midway through the third quarter, you're changing your TV station because this game is over. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I think as well. And, you know, all the things you left and the reasons for why this could be a game that the Bucs lose and and they have injuries and leaning Leonard Fournette being gone, still Tom Brady, it's still Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski can still run apparently. So those are those until those things are not happening. I'm not going to bet against the Buccaneers and I'm not going to get against Tom Brady next game on the list here, three seed Cowboys and the six seed 49ers. I got a surprise here. I am taking the 49ers Mm. uh, because I think that this is a game where Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, the, the wizards of the 49ers run schemes, where you were talking about the Patriots have some of the best run schemes in the NFL. Well, they're fighting with the 49ers for number one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that the best way to neutralize a talented offense 
is to take the ball out of their hands. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys want to win offensively. They want to win with Dak Prescott first and foremost, as they should. He's incredibly talented and they got a ton of receivers. And if he's on the sideline, he can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. So I think the 49ers are going to do enough ball control and are going to do enough efficient running to win this game. I think it will be very close. And I think it will be a situation where the Cowboys will want to be the aggressor. They will want to come out swinging. They'll be in their home stadium. They will want to make a statement again, as they should. But something in my gut when I was breaking down this game tells me there's just going to be like a Zeke Elliott fumble in the fourth quarter. And the Niners defense is going to pick it up and get great field position. And the Niners will run for a touchdown with Debo Samuel on the next play. And they win by one. I just, I don't know why my gut is just, I could not pick the Cowboys. My gut wouldn't let me. I'll tell you what, I've gone back and forth on this game. Let me start by saying before the playoffs started, uh, maybe two weeks left in the season, you know, the Cowboys going to the playoffs. I said this to all the Cowboy fans that I know. I don't care who the Cowboys play in the first round. They're getting beat. That is what I thought. I mean, I sincerely believe that I don't care who they play. They're getting beat. The other thing is when I look on the NFC, when I look at both AFC and NFC, I say to myself, when the AFC side of the ball, there's a team that you don't want to play. It's New England Patriots. I don't care who they, I don't care who's their quarterback. The fact of the matter is they still have a top defense. Bill Belichick is the coach. All right. On the NFC side of the ball, I think the 49ers are the team that you do not want to play. And I agree with you wholeheartedly when you talk about uh, run scheme wise, the Patriots are one of those teams and Cal Shanahan, wherever he is. All right. We had and, and here in Washington when he was with the uh, with the with the football team. Yep. Um, I got a chance to see him firsthand. And let me tell you, I absolutely love their run game. I love their schemes. I think that this game is going to come down to the 49ers defense, not allowing Dallas to like this score up. Yep. The 49ers, in my opinion, have to weather the first quarter storm. That's what this game is going to come down to. If Absolutely. the 49ers weather the first quarter storm, I think that the 49ers can get a victory. I have written down here on my sheet that I have the Cowboys winning, but I'm going to stick to what I said before the playoffs start. I don't care who the Cowboys play. I think they're going to lose in the first round. So I'm right on board with you with that. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers, the number six seed, to upset the number three seed Cowboys. I'm glad we are in agreement because I thought I was going crazy betting against Dak, but I really think that the 49ers will be able to do enough. And like you said, you weather the first quarter storm, you keep things close, you keep the game within check, your run game will do the rest. And Debo Samuel is one of the best offensive players in the NFL period. I'm not going to call him a receiver or running back because quite honestly, he could play both if he wanted to. Uh, and and it's just up to him so let's get down go ahead my last point my last point on this and and it kind of goes to what you were saying about the game being close utilize the run game to keep the ball out of Dak Prescott's hand but defensively you want to keep this game close to keep the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hand and that's another key factor because what we don't want 
is for if you look up and at the end of the game, Garoppolo had to throw 34, 35 times. I think the 49ers lost this game. Agreed. But if this game, as long as this game is close and you don't allow that 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 Cowboys defense to, to just pin their ears back and just rush the passer, then you have a chance. So um that was the last point that I wanted to make on that was that we that keeping the game close not only keeps the ball out of Dak's hands, but it keeps the game out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're in lockstep there. Uh, sticking with the NFC West, we got the four seed Rams and the five seed Cardinals. Uh, this is going to be a really, really interesting game for me. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals because I do not think the Rams defense has enough to keep them in the playoffs. And quite honestly, like you said, whoever the Cowboys would have seen in the first round, I would have taken them to lose. That's how I felt about the Rams. And okay. I love Matt Stafford. I think he's great. I love Sean McVay's offense. I think that's all well and good. And I'm so happy for Cam Akers that he's able to come back after his Achilles injury and play that soon. The dude is Wolverine and I wish him nothing but the best, but their defense is going to cost them the game. Aaron Donald cannot do everything by himself as amazing as Aaron Donald is. And I think they have some other guys on the line that can do some good things. I think Greg Gaines is really, really underrated at nose tackle. He's one of the better pass rushers at nose tackle I've seen uh, in the last handful uh, handful of years. I think they have some talent up front, but their linebackers, they don't give you anything. They're they're secondary. They they got Jalen Ramsey, and he's going to cover whoever is the number one receiver, and you can pretty much pick on whoever else you want. I'm, I don't know that this team can play enough team football to beat the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals are talented enough offensively to where they can keep the game in a shootout. And like we just saw in the last game of the season, don't think that if the Rams have a lead early, that they're, that that's it, that they're going to be able to win because their defense cannot hold it away. So I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. I genuinely think that 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 they're going to have some trouble with Kyler Murray. These are teams that know each other well. And if this was a, uh, if I was picking just off the head coaches, I'd probably take Sean McVay, but looking Mm -hmm. at the entirety of these teams, teams win games, not just coaches. And it takes more than just one player on defense or two players on defense. I think the Cardinals will be able to keep things close. And I think their defense will be able to do more at the end of the day. Give me the Cardinals. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I know you feel differently. That's why I'm waiting to hear what you say. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Rams. Just as I had the Patriots at the beginning of the season was my AFC pick. The Rams was my NFC pick. When they made that, when they got Matthew Stafford, I said to myself, oh my gosh, the Rams are going, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I can understand thinking that. Um, the thing that hurt me and it kind of got me off the Rams a little bit was when Robert Woods went down. That combination of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup was was just, that was deadly. And I know people say, well, okay, they have Odell Beckham. Odell hasn't been there for the whole season. He does not have that timing with Matt Stafford that Robert Woods has. They don't even play the same position. They had Robert Woods throwing crack blocks. They're never going to see Odell Beckham doing any (laughs) of that. Like, no, they weren't even, Robert Woods was one of one. And like he was the arguably one of the most irreplaceable skill position players in the league. Like yep. Odell's great. Yeah. Odell's great, but he's not doing what Robert Woods was doing. He's not doing what Robert Woods was doing. Um, but I do think that 
as each week goes by, you started to see that Odell got more and more involved in the offense. And regardless of what anybody feels about Odell, if he knows the offense, he's a problem. I don't care who you have at cornerback. That man is a problem. So this game comes down to who are you going to leave? Are you going to leave Cooper Cup one-on-one? Probably not. Or are you going to leave Odell Beckham one-on-one? So that leads me to believe that at some point you're going to have to play a cover two, and then I'm going to take Sean McVay's because he's another good run scheme guy. All right. I just think that he needs a better combination of backs out there and acres getting hurt, definitely hurt their run game this year. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, I do not trust the Cardinals head coach. I just, I, I just do not trust it. I don't trust it. I look at this game almost the same way I look at the Bills and the Patriots game. For the Rams, you have to stop read option. It's just that simple. You yep. have to stop the read option. I also think that we take a playbook, a page out of the playbook for the 49ers. Hey, defense, I mean, offensive run game, keep Dak and that offense off the field. Hey, Rams, everything doesn't have to be a 40, 50-yard touchdown. Use your mm-hmm. run game. Allow your run game to set up your play action fake, which is going to give Cup and Odell time to run their routes down the field. I tell you what, I'm taking the Rams in this game. I like Matthew Stafford. Um, I'll take Sean McVay. Although I will say this, I do have concerns with Sean McVay's offense against teams that have seen it before. And this would be the Uh first time that the Cardinals have seen this offense. So that does give me some concern. All right. But I think that the I think that the Rams do have some ballers on defense. The linebacker core can step up and be better. But I really think that this is the week that the Rams offense gets back on track. So I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I understand all of that. Believe me, you got to make sound logic and all the points that you make. We're probably going to spend longest breaking down this game and the Pats Bills game, because these are, in my opinion, the two best games of the weekend. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's I love that we're divided on them because we can get some really good debate on it. Uh, Three things I'm going to hit on real quick before we move on to our divisional round. There were things you said. First, you said stopping read option. You're 100% right. You should know as a running back how what stops read option more so than anything else. It's your linebackers more than it's your defensive line. You got to have the ability as a linebacker, especially if how I'm assuming that the Rams are going to defend it. You got to have somebody as the, the crash and you got to have somebody as the, the spill behind it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to run read option, in my opinion, the easiest way to defend it is just to spill it. Don't read it. Send two yeah. guys it, have one guy for the running back and have the linebacker coming around for the quarterback. Well, mm-hmm. the Rams linebackers I said were their problem. So you're going to be asking them to handle this read option and also the RPO game behind it. So I know you hate the college stuff and I get it, but I think in this instance, the college stuff is going to be the Rams downfall. And then the other thing you said was get them in cover two, which I get agreed Stafford. You want to see the opportunity, take your shots as well. You know who you're telling not to take shots all every play Stafford, not McVay. Stafford is the one looking for the deep shots. And if he sees that cover two, he might get tempted to try and split it down the field. So I could see a situation where Stafford gets greedy and tries to take a shot on a poor situation and it gets broken up. And now you're in a third and long instead of a a third and short and, you know, could be the difference in the game and things can come down really close. And the last thing you said was the kicker for me. Sean McVay's offense is great. 
it also gets predictable at the end of the year, especially for teams that see it more than once. And this will be the Cardinals third time playing the Rams. They are going to know all of the standard stuff. This is not anything new for Sean McVay for the last handful of years either. And this is a team that not only has seen him the third time this year has seen him for years and years beforehand now. So I'm, I, like I said, this is the second best game of the weekend. We could break this one down all day and it's going to be really close. And I think it's going to be a really good game that wraps up the wild card. Let's get into the divisional lead things off back in the AFC. I have the number one seed Titans against the number two seed chiefs. And I think the Kansas city chiefs are going to walk into Tennessee and win this game. Because like I said before, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a different human being. And I know what the Titans are going to want to do. They're going to want to come out. Derrick Henry is going to be back. They're going to say, we're going to run the ball. We're going to post up with Derrick Henry. We're going to make you defend him first and foremost. And that's a tough task. It's absolutely a test task. But the worst thing you can do against Kansas City is leave yourself no time for a comeback. And they are able to score so fast. They are able to generate points so quickly that you can blink and be down 21. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the Titans, yes, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands. That's all well and good. I get all of that. But at the end of the game, you're going to have to throw to win. You're going to have to, to win through the air. And I love AJ Brown. I think Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback, but I think the chiefs pass rush can win. I like the matchup of Chris Jones versus the interior of the Titans offensive line. I also know that they've had Taylor Lewan hurt for a while now and their backup has been okay, but still it's not Taylor Lewan. So I think that the chiefs with their offensive firepower will do enough to make the Titans have to throw the ball. And if the Titans have to throw the ball, I think that plays into the chiefs favor. I don't think the chiefs are going to blow them out. I really don't. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Kansas city chiefs will do enough to win in the end. Now, are we doing the divisional or the conference? Divisional. Divisional, okay. Yes. So, based off of our picks, I have Cincinnati going to Kansas City. And I have the Pats going to the Titans. Okay. All right. If I'm looking at the AFC Championship, I'm going with what I thought at the beginning of the season. I'm going Kansas City and I'm going Patriots. I think the Patriots go into Tennessee and get a victory. Um, I think Cincinnati beats the Raiders, but I think that that's as far as they get. I don't think that they'll be able to keep up with 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 the Kansas City Chiefs, um, especially in Arrowhead, being a turf team, having to go play on grass. And if there's anything, any type of weather that affects that field, um, I, I really like Kansas City's chances. Um, so for me, I got Pats over Titans. I got Kansas City over Bengals. And I have the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs battling it out to see which one goes to the Super Bowl. Okay. I like that a lot. We can go straight down to the AFC Championship. I had the Chiefs and Bills. Um, and I had the Bills beating the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, partly from what I said before, I don't know how you defend Josh Allen. And, and I think that they're just a healthy team that's going to go on a tear uh, and set things up um, to be, they're ready for the playoffs. And I really think Buffalo is going to set themselves up for a Super Bowl appearance. Let's get to the NFC here. We got the NFC divisional. I have the number one seed Packers 
uh, and the 49ers. And then we have the Bucks and the Cardinals. Um, I have the Packers over the 49ers uh, in the first matchup. I think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. The game is in Green Bay. Uh, we've seen this matchup before. These teams have some history the last couple of years in the playoffs. And I just feel like the Packers are equipped to outscore the 49ers enough to where even if their defense doesn't do enough, they'll be able to win there. Um, after that, we got the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. Um, like I said, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. This is a matchup where the head coach uh, between, if we're looking at it from Cliff Kingsbury versus Sean McVay, you know, that one I like, again, I like Sean McVay and I agree that I would take him, but it's a little closer in my opinion than Cliff Kingsbury and Bruce Arians. So mm -hmm. give me BA, give me the bucks and give me Tom Brady. And we will have the Buccaneers and the Packers playing in the NFC championship. And I have the Packers winning the NFC championship to get to the Super Bowl. So looking at my picks, we agreed on 49ers. So we both have the 49ers going to green Bay. Um, I agree with you on that one. I, I think that this is, that will be the end of the road for the 49ers. Um, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just going to say, forget about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm definitely going to take Green Bay in Green Bay. Um, I, I'm definitely going to take the, the 49. I mean, sorry, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers in that one. Um, based on my picks, I have the Rams versus the Bucks. And I'm sticking with it, baby. Let it ride. Sticking with it. Shout out to my guys, Tory Holt, Oz Akeem. I had an opportunity to coach with those guys in the NFL Collegiate Bowl. And Oz and I had a chance to coach on Mike Mark's staff when I, when I was coaching with the AAF. And so I, I know that those guys are going to be locked into this game. Um, and I'm taking the Rams over the Bucks. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I have the Rams over the Bucks. I have the Green Bay Packers. Um, over the 49ers, and I'm riding with the Rams all the way. I think that the Rams go into Green Bay and get the victory. Um, and so I have the Rams going to the Super Bowl from the NFC. And yes, <clears throat> I had the Patriots and I had the Rams playing in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Um, with that said, With rookie quarterback, I think it's going to be tough to go into Arrowhead. I, I, I think it's going to be tough going into Arrowhead. The Patriots winning the Super Bowl or representing the Super Bowl for the AFC came down to them being able to avoid Kansas City in the playoffs. That was my thinking. I thought that the Patriots could beat every team in the AFC, but I thought that with the rookie quarterback, they would struggle um, <clears throat> against Kansas City. So with that said... I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams playing in the Super Bowl this year. All right. So we got two matchups here that are completely different for our Super Bowl picks. I love it. And that'll give us more opportunities to be right. Uh, we got <laughs> my picks. I have the Bills against the Packers. Lamont has the Chiefs against the Rams. Both of those, I think, would be really entertaining games. 
the Chiefs Rams had that 55, 57 a few years back when Mahomes and Goff threw for like 4,000 yards in a game, I think it was. Um, that would be some fun. Uh, Bills Packers, you got two historic franchises, cold weather franchises, teams that have a lot of history to them, uh, talented quarterbacks on, on all sides around here. But I got to break down my game, and I hate to say it, but the division rival Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> and I, I don't like saying it. I wish I didn't have to say it, but Sean McDermott is a really, really talented coach. Their defense, this, they are the, the combination of team. When I look at teams in this playoffs, what team is the best on both sides of the ball? And to be fair, I'm probably undervaluing special teams, but just looking at it from the aspect of offense and defense, the two most talented collective offense and defense are the Buffalo bills. And I don't think there's another team that's as close to them because their defense might be better than their offense. And their offense is one of the best in the league. That combination is going to win them football games. And it has won them football games because they do not have to rely on one side of their team, carrying the other week in and week out. We saw the offense of the Buffalo bills struggled against the jets they really had some opportunities where they could have played better and didn't. And I think quite honestly, some of that had to do with the fact that they went away from the run game. They got a chunk run early and then got a little pass happy in the second quarter. And I didn't quite understand why, but their defense, their defense locked up their defense locked up. They were able to have a down day offensively and win by 17. This is, that's a team teams win games. You need a whole team in the playoffs. I don't think there's a more complete team in the league than the Buffalo Bills right now. They are my Super Bowl pick. I, I would, I would, I would strongly disagree. And I would say this: the Bills have no run game. And if you're going to win a Super Bowl, if you look at the last few Super Bowls, even the Super Bowl that the Kansas City Chiefs won, everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes, but it was Williams that carried that team throughout the entire game. It was the run game. You look at what the Bucs were able to do last year. It was the run game that, that had them in, in that position. So <clears throat> I, I don't think that the Bills are the most complete team simply because I I think that their run game is non-existent. Like, there is nothing about their run game that scares me. The other thing about the Buffalo Bills is, and we talked about this earlier in the season, Allen is prone that when pressure is put on, that he's prone to make some bonehead plays. And I don't think that you can rebound from that against a team like a Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, they did a great job, but they did a great job against the New York Jets with a rookie quarterback and his weapons were out. That is not going to happen against the Patriots. That is not going to happen against the Chiefs. That will not happen against the Titans in the event that they have to play them. So I think that what we saw from Buffalo was we saw that, yes, their defense is solid. We saw that. But their offense, no matter who they play, they cannot perform, and special teams-wise, they cannot perform the way they did against the Jets at any point in this playoffs, or they're going to get beat, which is why I have them losing to the Patriots. <laughs> I love I love this. I love this. What was what is your, your Super Bowl winner? Go ahead. I don't think you wrote that down yet. Who you got winning? Listen, so we talked about this before. At the beginning of the season, I had the Patriots and the Rams in the Super Bowl. That was my pick. Once I saw who the once I saw all of the offseason moves that the Patriots made, 
the fact that they were getting some of their defensive guys who I believe opted out last year. Um, um, I had the Patriots and I had the Rams playing in the Super Bowl. I ultimately had the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year. When they signed Matthew Stafford, I said, oh my gosh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That was the piece that they were missing. And so I'm I'm sticking to it. I got the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this. And you know why? Because we each have our other Super Bowl picks losing in the first round. <laughs> that That's great. I absolutely love this. This was so fun. I'm so glad we were able to do this. This is going to be a really fun playoffs. We got a lot of fun games to watch. I hope one of the teams we picked wins it just so one of us can be right and bug the other one about it for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, but until then... Guys, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to wrap things up real quick just with some outlooks going forward for the Jets of the future. Lamont's going to give some perspective on what it's like being a player at the end of the season for a team when you're not on the playoffs, looking ahead to the future. You know, I'm sure you've had some times like that. Just looking ahead, if you're a player on the Jets right now, if you're coming back, if you're one of the guys that you know is going to be back in the fold next year, what are you thinking? What are you looking forward to in the offseason? Right now, you're looking forward to getting away from football. Your season is over. It was a long season. Um, when you think about the first year and second, the amount of first year and second year players that we had going out there, this was a long year. People yeah. have to understand that these rookies this year, they have not had a break since they came into college. Talk about it. At the end of their senior year, they had to get ready for combines, senior bowls, uh, all of these different things. Once you go through the draft, you have to get ready for mini camp. Um, I'm sure they still do it where majority of the weeks throughout the course of the season, the rookies are having meetings when everybody else goes home on Friday, the teams are bringing in somebody to do little seminars with the rookies, things of that nature. So first and foremost, you're trying to get your mind as far away from playing football or from football as you possibly can. Um, from there, you're just doing that once you bring yourself back, you're just evaluating. You're looking at what you did well. You're looking at what you have to do differently. And then you start preparing for the offseason. I, I think that my message to the guys is don't allow yourself to get too far away from the game. I think that's something that in my career during the offseason, that's what I did. I, you, you know, the season is long. You have yeah. to give your mind a break. But I feel like I gave my mind too much of a break. These young guys with the Jets, they have something positive. I think that if with the right offseason moves and if these younger guys can get better from year one to year two, I think we're talking about the Jets as a team next year that, hey, I'm not going to say that they're going to go to the playoffs, but I think that they are a team that has enough talent with the coaching staff. And remember, the coaching staff is evaluating themselves also. Yep. So I think that if everybody collectively gets better, I think that we're talking about the Jets next year being a team that's going to win some games that nobody expected them to win. And I fully expect for them to have more wins next year than they did this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I loved that you brought up the fact about rookies not having a break because the difference, this is why people make the second year leap. This is why you see guys go into their second year and some of them look like they're completely different guys. Like they've taken this huge ascension and, and you see players go from, they were good as a rookie. Now they're one of the best players at their position in the league in their second years. It's because you're not dealing with all that extra stuff. You yep. can just come back and focus on football. You're established. You're comfortable. You're not learning the names of the guy in the training staff. 
You're not finding out a place to live. You're not recovering from your combine training. You just get to focus on football. It is now fully become your job. And that's the other point I want to make is that this is their jobs and they deserve some time to get away from it. The season is long. People are not robots. They need the ability to recharge, reset themselves, have a break, get away. I would much rather have somebody take the time to get away, detox themselves, clarify, come back refreshed and attack things full out than feel like they can never take a break and burn themselves out and waste the time that they are working. And that's what I want to see with these rookies avoiding. So I agree. Don't get too far away from the game. Don't, don't, completely go into the off season mode, stick to your regimen, keep your body in shape, do all of that. But remember that these, these guys need to recharge themselves. And if we expect them to come back into 2022 uh, on all cylinders firing, then they got to be ready to go. They need to have the mental capacity to do that too. It's not, these guys are not just bodies. Uh, You know, they have, they got families to see. I'm Mm -hmm. sure, especially after recently, they're going to want to go back and see some family talk about this rookie year. You got guys that got injured during the year that have probably been playing through injuries that Mm -hmm. are going to have the time to rehab. They should be, we should be really proud of this team. Yes. I think that's the last thing I want to say to close out this year is that I'm really proud of this team. And and I couldn't say that about Jets teams for the last handful of years, but Mm -hmm. this team, they fought. They never back down. There's hope for the future. I'm very, very comfortable with the people in charge of this team right now in the direction that they have it going. And, and I am proud of the hard work that they did in 2021. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Um, I think to, to close out the show, um, as always, we always have some type of picks. And so uh, I'll get right into it. I'm sure those of you all who have listened, to this show, you already know where I'm going. My pick of the weekend is give me the Patriots to cover the spread. That would be yeah. my, I think they're going to win outright, but we want to make sure I, I want to play it safe. I'm looking for something that's more of a guarantee. And I think that the Pats covering the spread is, is the way to go for me. I like that. Let me pull up the spread for you real quick. We'll find the exact spread and get this down for the people here. Okay, what we're we looking at. Looks like the Bills are minus four and a half, which is honestly less than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting them to be favored by a little more. So the Pats on the spread, I think, is really interesting. But if they, this is, I, th- I don't think either the Bills are going to cover or the Pats are going to win. Okay. Like, I don't think the Bills will win by just three. I think it'll either be that. My bet is real similar. Uh, Like I said, there were the two games this weekend that were the most interesting and the most fun. So I went down. I have my bet of the week. Um, We have the San Francisco 49ers beating the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round. The 49ers are currently favored by two and a half or or, uh, underdogs by two and a half. They're getting two and a half points. So it's Cowboys minus two and a half. I think the Niners are going to win outright. So give me the three points all day. Nice. Nice. So both of us are going with the six seeds. I like both that. of us are going with the six seeds as our bet like of the that. week. Risky, like but you that. know how we do it here. Sometimes we hit, sometimes <laughs> we don't, but you got to play to win. Got to play to win, baby. Got to play to win. win. 
Uh, as always, Lamont, thank you so much for your time being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's going to be a really fun playoffs. This has been a blast of a season to cover. I cannot wait to get more into the offseason and do more work as things continue. Until then, thank you guys so much for being here, and we will be back real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.